Welcome to Sunday Morning at First Presbyterian Church. I'm Pastor Danny Deeth, and in response to the events of the amazing resurrection at Easter, it now becomes our job to discern how we respond to the events of Holy Week and Christ being raised from the dead. We are to discern how we are being led to live, to change our lives, to care for others, to welcome others to Christ's table. This is our call and our challenge. Let's do this together. Come on in. Our first lesson is Psalm 149. Praise the Lord, sing to the Lord a new song, his praise in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel be glad in its maker. Let the children of Zion rejoice in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing, make melody to him with tambourine and lyre. For the Lord makes pleasure in his people. He adorns the humble with victory. Let the faithful exalt in glory. Let them sing for joy on their couches. Let the high praises of God be in their throats and two-edged swords in their hands to execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with fetters and their nobles with chains of iron, to execute on them the judgment decreed. This is glory for all his faithful ones. Praise the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading is from Paul's letter to the church in Rome. We are reading Romans 13, 8 through 14. That is chapter 13, verses 8 through 14. Listen for the word of the Lord. Owe no one anything except to love one another. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law, the commandments, You shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And any other commandments are summed up in this word, love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. Beside this, you know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far gone and the day is near. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in the day, not in revealing and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So on baptism Sundays, and I don't want any cheering or hooting or hollering, the sermon is abbreviated. 
When we have baptisms, we want to give that celebration its due and its time, and we have. Therefore, the sermon, I'm just going to give it to you. Here it is. Here's what you need to know. This is Paul's letter. We are in chapter 13, and the first 11 chapters in Paul's letter to this church that is divided by how to be Jews, how to be Christians, we were Greeks, we are males, we are females, what do we do, how do we do this new church thing? Paul spends the first 11 chapters telling them about the amazing gift of Jesus Christ and God's love for them through the resurrected Christ. That's really what amounts to the first 11 chapters. Then in Romans 12, somewhat familiar words to us. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. And he begins that, chapter 12, by saying, I appeal to you, therefore. So this is a huge pivot in the book of Romans. It is all about teaching and doctrine and understanding and theology and how God has loved them. And now, therefore, in light of all that, now Paul moves into what do we do about it? What's the so what of all that that we just learned about God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit? And Paul says, now it's time to do and to be, not just to think, not keep working our Sunday school classes, not just to keep working what we think we believe, what we understand. It's time to start doing as we have been empowered. Mm -hmm. And the first thing in this passage is the word O. O-W-E. It says, oh, no one anything except to love one another. And that really sums up this passage. What do we owe as followers of Christ? What do we owe as children of God, we who have been created by a loving God that continues to walk with us in good times and bad, who continues to love us despite the way that we turn and run the other way, who continues to love us and will love us and walk with us in this life and then bring us home into the next. What do we owe for that? Paul tells us right here. What we owe except to love one another. For the one who loves one another has fulfilled the law. That is a huge statement to make. If we love one another, we have fulfilled the law. There's a lot of laws in the Old Testament. The Hebrew Bible, the, the Torah, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, all chock full of good and delicious laws, regulations that God gave the early Hebrews and Jewish people to help set up that relationship between God and humankind. But then Jesus came, and in moments like uh, in Matthew 5, the Sermon on the Mount, he says, you have heard it said, saying, these were the laws, but I command you a new way. You've heard it said, an eye for an eye, but I tell you, turn the other cheek. Christ does that several times in that passage. You have heard some of those laws, but I'm telling you and giving you a better way. And that way is love. Love can be fluffy. It's a nice bumper sticker and t-shirt. But Paul here isn't talking about emotion. He's talking about action in response to God's love for us. If you remember Matthew 22, 
34, the lawyer asks Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? Jesus says, I'll give you two. It's a BOGO, two for one. The first is to love God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And then says, on this hangs all the law and the prophets. Think about that. All the law, all the prophets hang on the ability to love God and us to love one another. That is a huge and radical statement. And Paul says, it's not just a nice thing to do. It's just not what we should hold as a goal. We owe God because of the way that we have been loved and the lives that we have been given and the mercy and joy that we have been shown to love one another in Christ's name. That's what Paul says. That is what we owe. It is not about thinking. It is not about talking. It is not about studying and learning in this case. It is about going out and doing. First, looking at our own behavior to see are we loving one another. And if we look at our lives and take stock, we should be able to see concrete ways, not just that we are nice and respectful and good citizens, but that we are taking time, effort, our time, talent, and treasure to love one another in Christ's name. That is what is being asked of us. And when do we do this? Paul says the time is now. He says, wake up. Wake up. We don't know when Christ is coming again. He thought that Christ would be coming again soon, but God's Christ kingdom was ushered in when Christ was with us and was raised. Christ's kingdom is with us and we have been given its care. Strangely and in scary fashion, yes, we are the hands and feet of Christ. It is our job to be the in-between time. Christ came, Christ will come again, but now we are being called to take action and to love God with all that we are. And how do we do that? We do that by loving one another in concrete and active, hands-on ways. And then the very last thing he says is don't let the mess, the sin of this world take you over. We can't ever fully be relieved of that, but we can beat it back enough to welcome God's and Christ's spirit within us. We can beat it back enough to not only put ourselves in our self-gratifying fashion always as the way that we operate. That is the battle that we face every day. To embrace the light and not the darkness, to not be overcome with that which separates us from God. So it is about intentionality. And he says, and very appropriate to a baptism Sunday, put on the Lord Jesus Christ, make no provision for the flesh, which is not just flesh-related things. It is about the idols of this world and the sin that takes us over. Do not gratify its desires. So as those who were baptized from the beginning of baptism in early Christian days have worn garments and beautiful gowns of white and ivory to remind them that Christ is now giving them new life. Their old life is gone. The new life has been given. Today, we all put on Christ. Today, we all claim our own baptisms. If you've not been baptized, then you claim the love of God, Christ, and the Spirit that's been with you since day one. So let us symbolically put on 
again our baptismal clothes, put on the love of Christ so that we can go into the world to pay what we owe through loving one another in action and now. Hallelujah. Amen.